0: One of the concerns that often comes up in premarital counseling is from a couple where there are different amounts of sexual experience or history. Even apart from the moral concerns that this may prompt are the fears, uncertainties and doubts of what sexual intimacy may look like when you get married.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to OYF.support. Once again, that website is OYF.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever.
0: Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth and the answers you're looking for. We have a redemptive episode for you this week. This is episode number 202 and today we're going to be talking about navigating your way through coming to marriage with very different levels of sexual experience.
2: Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed infertility and that its impact on marriage. Definitely worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us.
0: If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice. And most of all, we offer hope. By the way, speaking of navigating through issues,
2: mm-hmm.
0: our cruise, February 23rd, mm. departs from Miami, Florida. If you want to...
2: Navigating through the Caribbean is far more exciting than navigating through issues. Yes, it is. But to do both, mm-hmm. like even better. Yes. <coughs> That's <coughs> kind of cheesy.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> and also you kind of make like it didn't sound really attractive that you can come through and navigate your issues with us in the Caribbean.
2: Yeah, no.
0: So, but our marriage treat is actually pretty positively focused. Yes, uh, it's not like let's bring out all the dirt and no, and you know,
2: you're not churning through a ton of stuff.
0: Yeah, it's more like empowering you the skills and tools, and also at the end of it, very particularly, we move it towards like kind of that hope based future planning, Growth. visioning mm-hmm. together. What do you want your marriage to look like? Where do you guys want to go? How do you want to make thing your your life together really count? So if you'd like to join us, we would love to have you. You can learn more about that at oif.link cruise. That's just a short link to our page that we tell you more about this OAF.link cruise. Or you can go to our website at onlyyouforever.com. Just look for the cruise link.
2: Mm-hmm. We'd love
0: to see you aboard.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's get into it. Now, for those of you that are new to our show, Verlinda and I are, are born again believers, but I'd say, or I'd like to think that we're the non-judging variety. And we come to marriage with the belief that it comes as a gift from God, but we also believe that marriage is for all people, not just for Christians. Mm -hmm. So our podcasts are not, or sorry, we should say our podcast, our shows are not preachy and they're usually not even very pastoral. We take an integrated approach between our Christian worldview and current research to bring you the best truth and wisdom for your marriage. But Most of our listeners are followers of Jesus Christ, and and I need this background because we are, this is, in our context, it's a moral issue. Well, I think in any context, it's a moral issue, but one of the biblical values that we adhere to is that sex is reserved for marriage. And the reason for that is not because God is prudish and likes to take pleasure away from people, but for a few good reasons. And we believe, first of all, that God gets to set the rules.
2: We're his creation. Yeah.
0: So it makes him God and us the creatures. But we also believe that the best sex happens in the marriage bed or should. Now, that may not be the experience for some of couples listening today where you're trying to repair and restore your marriage. But the research has shown that happily married couples are indeed having the best sex, more so than singles or cohabiting couples. Mm -hmm. And you can see episode 128 if you want to hear more of the detail and the research behind that at oif.link slash 128. And then finally, while sex in any context may bring pleasure, we're going to see again today that the only place where loving consensual sex is most likely to be free of complications is inside marriage. Mm -hmm. And remember as well that I guess another assumption we have behind here is that sex is for intimacy. Not just for pleasure. Mm, yeah. So that's a little primer on where we're coming from on this episode. If you're new to the show again, let's point out that if you're virgins and not married, it's another reason why we recommend waiting for marriage. But if you're coming to marriage and you are not a virgin, we're not here to shame you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there are likely to be some consequences, but God is a God of redemption and grace. And again, so we're not here to shame or to judge just to help you create a thriving, passionate marriage from where you're at now. Mm-hmm. After all, none of us comes to marriage perfect. We all bring some brokenness. Yeah. So let's begin though by acknowledging some of the struggles that may come in a situation like this and talk about how premarital sex can impact marriage. A quick touch of background theory here. Exchange theory is what we're going to talk about at the start. Now, exchange theory views relationships in terms of give and take. It's just one way of making sense of how people relate to each other. Okay. The basic premise is that people are happiest when the reward they get from a relationship is higher than what they have to put into it. It's higher than the cost. What I get out is more than what I have to put in. Okay. Uh, If I, you know, we we typically, uh, relationships where we have to put a ton in and we get very little back, we describe them as draining. Right. Okay. Difficult. Yeah. We want out them, right? Now, put this back into marriage and sexual satisfaction. There's four factors that are going on here, or kind of two, and then they're just doubled up in a different way. The first is the reward of sexual satisfaction, pleasure and intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's what we derive. Okay. Then there may be some costs associated with that, having to do things you don't want. Mm-hmm. And it could be as simple as I'm tired, but I'm married. We'll do this anyways. Okay. I, I don't want to make sound like drudgery, but sometimes there's that little bit of cost there. Or there could be differences in sexual desires. So there can be a little frustration there or even preference. I mm-hmm. you know, prefer to do things a certain way and your spouse may. So there's a little give and take going on. So you have reward and cost. Now, the complication is on the comparison of those things. So when you add in the comparison of rewards, how the rewards of your marriage compared to past relationships, is sex with your spouse more or less satisfying than with previous partners?
2: And this is still part of that exchange theory?
0: Still part of the exchange theory. This okay. is the reward side of it. Okay. On the comparison side of costs, how the costs of the marriage... In the sexual intimacy compared to the costs in past relationships. Okay. Now, for a virgin spouse, there's no comparison. So you don't get these last two parts at all.
2: So it's just a little less complicated?
0: Yeah. Sexual satisfaction is totally determined by the current relationship because there is no other benchmark. Okay. Anxiety about lack of sexual experience, about being compared to previous partners... That may contribute to the cost of the relationship for the virgin spouse and may make sex less enjoyable initially because there's this worry that's distracting you from being fully present. Okay, yeah. For a non-virgin spouse, satisfaction will be partly determined by how the current sex compares to previous partners. Sad reality.
2: So they may actually think about that.
0: Yeah. This can go either way. If sex was high in reward with previous partners, then current set of sexual satisfaction may suffer. Like this virgin mm-hmm. thing was supposed to be awesome, but it's actually not quite as amazing. Okay. But if prior sex was higher in cost than the current sex, so maybe past partners wanted to have sex in ways you didn't enjoy, or they weren't good at responding to your needs, or it happened in context that you just aren't happy or proud of, then sexual satisfaction in the marriage may be higher. So it can go the other way. Bless you, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. So that was just a bit of a complex thought. So I wanted to keep going through it. But okay. what we're acknowledging here is that it's hard to get away from the comparison thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
0: hold that thought because we'll have some better news for you on that a little later in this show.
2: Okay. So that's like all in the head. Yeah. I mean, that I, you can't say it's all in your head, but like...
0: Well, it's in your memories.
2: What you're thinking about, where your mind is.
0: Now... Premarital sex can also impact current sexual functioning, or I mean sexual functioning once you get into marriage. I guess we've titled this for fiancés. So this is not the case for all, but for some it may be. Depending on the timing of when you get married and when the non-virgin spouse first had sex, some kinds of sexual performance issues may be present. Here's a little bit of research that was quite interesting, a little bit sad maybe. Both having sex at an early age, i.e. the mid-teens, and not having sex till later, mid-20s onwards, this is premaritally or extramaritally, no premaritally, can lead to issues in men such as difficulty getting aroused, premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction. That's a study from Sanford et al. 2008.
2: But this yeah. isn't talking about married people. Like what if no people don't get married until their late 20s?
0: Different context.
2: Different context. Yeah. Okay.
0: So you can imagine that for for a virgin spouse, if his or her experienced spouse has difficulty getting aroused or has some of these issues, it's likely to increase their anxiety and their fear of being compared to previous partners.
2: Yeah, for sure. Oh, that'd be hard.
0: Yes. Also, it does take time to align differing levels of experience and differing abilities to understand the needs of one another. Mm -hmm. So think about the potential problems that could occur if there's a mismatch in your levels of experience. Your experienced fiance may bring to the marriage bed an understanding of how to meet your needs. As the virgin, it's normal for you to have little idea how to meet your spouse's sexual needs. Now, there's an imbalance here. Mm -hmm. You may not even have much of an idea of what your own needs are either. Right. Yeah. This can make sex less enjoyable for both spouses, at least initially, but it is a difference that can pass. And we'll talk about that again before we close today. Okay. Okay. The non-virgin likely has a better idea of their own needs and preferences. Okay. This could make sex more enjoyable for them if they're able and willing to communicate their needs to their spouse. However, since the non-virgin already knows what they like, they may be less interested in finding out what their spouse's needs and desires are. So there's a Mm. hint in there about what needs to be done if this is your situation and they may have sex focused entirely on how they want it to be, how it works best for them. So just really got to watch that selfish versus selflessness piece. Mm -hmm. That's something to be aware of if you're on the non-virgin side of this. Yep. Speaking of which, today's show is primarily geared towards prepping the virgin fiance, but we did create a PDF guide for the experienced fiance to help you understand how to better be prepared for marriage and for sex with your virgin spouse. You can get this by becoming a patron of the marriage podcast for smart people, and we'll just take a quick break here to tell you more about that.
1: What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support.
0: You're listening to the marriage podcast for smart people. Before the break, we're talking about how it can take time to align the differing levels of experience and understanding of one's needs, of one's spouse's needs during sex, if mm-hmm. you have different levels of experience. so. While we've mentioned some very real challenges, I want to encourage our listeners to take the long view on this. That's why I said that we have a redemptive episode today. It can certainly create some additional complexities, even fairly serious challenges at the start of marriage, but overall, not all marriages will have those serious challenges, by the way, but overall, one spouse not being a virgin has a small negative effect on the likelihood of having a sexually satisfying marriage. Now, this is this is, <laughs> this is is a study that's kind of interesting, but... It's also weird how you can boil something like this down to a number. So just kind of hold on to this loosely. But in one study, the researcher found that for every additional partner a person has before marriage, the odds of that person being sexually satisfied during marriage decreases by 3.9%. 3. 3.9. Yeah. Okay. But it's still saying, hey, you know what? There's implications here. Yeah. And this is yeah. kind of where we come back to, you know what? Our moral position is justified. There's a reason why God sets boundaries on these things. hmm Right?
2: hmm But I mean, that number's low enough. So unless one spouse has a lot of sexual partners before marriage, it's unlikely to have...
0: Much of an impact. Yeah. And what do you have to compare it to? Huh? What does the What does the virgin spouse have to compare it to?
2: Well, they don't, but it's the satisfaction of the whole thing. It's not like comparing their spouse.
0: Yeah, but it is the satisfaction of the, the experienced partner here.
2: Oh. Yeah. Okay.
0: So it's interesting. I don't know. Okay. We believe in redemption though.
2: I'm a little bit confused, but... We can just move
0: on. Well, I was just saying whose whose satisfaction is is likely to be decreased, and the oh, research is saying
2: it's the non. I thought it was both of them. No. Okay.
0: It's the person, the experienced partner. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
2: So experience isn't necessarily a good thing. Like you always think of experience as better, but yeah, not yeah. necessarily.
0: Now. I want to come back to what I said earlier about playing the long game here. So research consistently shows that sexual satisfaction is highest among married couples. This is due to couples increasing in intimacy over time Mm -hmm. and also getting better at understanding and responding to each other's needs and their preferences over time. And there's three things, commitment, trust, and intimacy that are typically higher in married couples than other relationships. Okay. Okay. All of those factors, those three things, commitment, trust, and intimacy, positively affect sexual satisfaction. Okay. Now, according to exchange theory, so coming back to where we started, and we're going to tie that to this commitment piece that we just mentioned, the tendency to compare your partner to others is negatively correlated with commitment levels.
2: Oh, so the higher the commitment level, the lower or the less you're going to compare your partner. Yes. Okay.
0: Once you're fully committed to a relationship, which would hopefully be the case by the time you get married, yeah. there's no longer any reason to compare your current partner to potential or past alternatives. Okay. But I think so this is a mind game that should be played about, you know, driving out the comparison, the alternative piece.
2: By commitment.
0: Through commitment.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: And The levels, the amount of time that you experience yourself comparing your spouse to previous sexual partners will normally be minimal and will and should get less and less over time. So what I'm saying here is that the potential problems caused by one spouse not being a virgin are likely only going to affect the start of the marriage.
2: Okay. Like that makes it sound so minimal. And I I get where you're going with it, like long term, but that could still be quite the effect at the start of the marriage.
0: Yeah, for sure. I hope it doesn't sound like minimization for the the folks that experience pain from this, but I'm hoping this is going to come off like redemption. Okay. 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 So, but it's a tricky issue to talk through. Now, let's give some strategies for handling different levels of sexual experience as you're coming into marriage. So the first thing is consider learning more about specs, specs, (laughs) sex. If you as the virgin spouse are concerned about your lack of knowledge and understanding of sex, learn more about it. Premarital counseling that gives practical advice like finding a therapist that is happy to talk about sex mm-hmm. that has a positive impact on improving sexual satisfaction and reducing per- performance issues that's a okay. that's from a study in 2009 by Verola and Temmel now as well you know read some books on sex to educate yourself beyond the basics that you learned during health education in school and i'm not talking about reading 50 shades of gray
2: mm, i'm talking yeah.
0: about getting some good books like by professionals textbook. that are about this and explain You know, how to achieve orgasm, Mm -hmm. how to pleasure your partner, what what are the details of the anatomy and how they all work together. So reading, learning, and then communicating with your spouse about sex as well. Mm Mm-hmm. A uh, second thing to recommend is to be sensitive. If you're both Christians, it's pretty likely that your non-virgin spouse feels some level of guilt and shame about their past sexual experience. So be sensitive when talking about it. Right. That can be difficult to do if you see their experience as depriving you of something. But are there ways that you can view their experience redemptively? Or God has forgiven your spouse. Can you get on board with that too?
2: Hmm. So this is not so much fiance as new
0: spouse we're kind of going on both sides of the marriage date here
2: because you said like learn to communicate with your spouse about sex as well in the previous point about learn about sex yeah yeah. so do you recommend that engaged couples talk a lot about sex well or are you saying like once you're married make sure you're very open and
0: well certainly the second one but i think that there's some discussion that needs to happen beforehand too okay Especially if there are, are unacknowledged fears, uncertainties, and doubts, because you're not just going to jump into bed on the wedding night as the virgin and the experienced spouse, and everything's going to be okay because you got married. Okay. Right. If, okay. if you have this those fears, have uncertainties, an and doubts, right? So, yeah. so start talking through this. Okay. Yeah, there's going to be some stuff that you won't really know till you get there. But I think developing a level of understanding and compassion is going to create intimacy, which is going to lay the groundwork for things mm-hmm. going better.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: And, To end on that note with another piece of research, emotional intimacy is one of the reasons marital sex is better than non-marital sex. You can start developing that emotional intimacy even around this issue prior to marriage. Okay. So don't worry too much about your own lack of practical experience. This is me talking to the virgin. Mm -hmm. Instead, focus on creating healthy, intimate marriage when you get there. Good sex naturally flows from that.
2: Just going back to the comparison piece at the beginning, like we talk about your brain being your biggest sex organ. Okay. So. Oops. Um, don't you think that we can, what we think is going to have an impact? Yes. So we might need to control our thoughts and, you know, rein them in. And instead of letting our thoughts go wild right. on the comparison or what are they thinking, like we need to rein them into the here and now and...
0: Just being fully present.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And maybe checking with your spouse Um you know, I think if you struggle with anxiety or compulsive thoughts at all, then you you may definitely have more of a struggle with your, your brain kind of getting away on you
2: on mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: And so how can you guys work together to allay some of those fears or put them to rest? Mm-hmm. Are you even just taking ownership of them and recognizing it's more about the compulsivity of your thinking than what's actually happening between you in the moment?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And sometimes it can be help to, helpful to tell your brain that, that this is, okay, this is a wiring issue.
2: Right. Well, even going back to that verse in, what is it, Philippians 4 about whatsoever things are true and pure and honest. And and if there's virtue, think on these things, like don't think back and... Get through all sorts of doubts and comparisons. Yes,
0: and and maybe too, Verlinda, kind of tying back to what we said in our last episode about infertility—that you know that can be a major issue, but that doesn't define all of who you are,
2: mm-hmm. right? So
0: your your spouse's sexual history doesn't define all of who he or she is. Mm-hmm. There's much more to them. You married
2: a whole person,
0: a whole person, right? Who is much more than the sum of their mistakes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Next week, Caleb. Next week, we're talking about giving honor to your wife. That's a very Christian phrase. We had a request for that topic. So we'll unpack that a little bit. It's a show I hope many husbands will listen to
2: mm-hmm.
0: and find valuable. <laughs> You're all ready there just to soak it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, That is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 202. Find out how you can help marriages. Go to support Thanks. And we'll see you next week.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Belinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for smart people from only you forever.